Kathy Bond, Happy New Year. I'm troubled. Why? I can't find my notes. You use notes? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're invisible notes. They're visible only to me. Yeah. Did you have a good holiday? No. <laughs> I did. Actually, I saw a bunch of movies. I saw All of the Wire, mm-hmm. and I got a vacuum cleaner for Christmas. Wow. Mm. Romantic. Yeah, I know, isn't it? And the Kindle that I oh, love. Good. Excellent. I can't believe, but anyway, we'll talk about that later. Now, mm. you're the one who had the happening holiday because you went away. I went to New York, which I've done uh, a number of times over the, right around this time of year over the last several years. Do you remember a few years back I went to New York and I came back and I was so excited because I'd seen all this uh, steampunk stuff yeah. and it was like the first place I'd seen it and then like six months later it was everywhere. You were really energized. Yeah, well, this was nothing like that. Really? Yeah. So, in New York, I have to say that um, I think we're starting to see like the effect of three, three plus years of recession because it didn't really feel like there was a lot new. You know, like when you go to New York, you see these things, and then like a year later or six months later, you see them in smaller cities. Mm -hmm. It just didn't feel like that. I mean, there was a lot of like the ordinary sort of consumption stuff going on and so on. What I did see was the continuation of this trend towards the retro, like in a big way. I mean, everything from like in the Lower East Side, you see a lot of old kind of hole in the wall type of places that have been taken over. And sometimes they'll use like, you know, archival stuff or really old stuff that's been found on the premises and make use of it. And, you know, they're really cool spaces that look very old, but run by young people. Or I went to this bar that I went to um, two years ago as well called Marshall Stack in the Lower East mm-hmm. Side, which is like named after the Marshall amplifier. So it's kind of referencing this whole classic rock kind of thing. And they played like nothing but music from the 70s. It really made me feel like, God, I would love something really, really futuristic. I'm getting kind of tired of the whole retro tip, but I don't think this is the time for new. It's the time for nostalgia. Yes, you agree? <laughs> I do. take a New Year's well, resolution to be more agreeable yeah. or something? <laughs> I haven't seen anything new mm. other than poverty is new for most mm-hmm. people. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's been all over the news. But I do think it's interesting. Tell me what kind of retro these restaurants were. Were they, like, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s? No, it was more of a kind of a hodgepodge. And I think a lot of what I was seeing was stuff that was kind of done, as much as it's possible to do this in Manhattan, kind of on a shoestring. So taking, making a virtue of necessity, so taking the bare bones of whatever had been there before and building off of it. There was a very kind of found object type of look to it, like a a kind of under-designed, designed kind of look, almost like a place like the Communist Daughter on Dundas West in in, in Toronto, Um, but also referencing not, not just retro, but like a lot older retro, like stuff that looked like it could have been in the New York of the 20s or something like that. Oh, interesting, because there's this one store in Toronto and it's Commotion, and they've been doing that for the longest time. As mm. have I. Mm. Well, and even your house. Look at your house. That's like, you've still got a lot of the old stuff in it. Well, your house is like, a, what, <laughs> 180 we years been old? Able to fix it up yet. That's why it's old. But anyway. No, but the other thing I have seen is a lot of referencing of rumpus room fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember rump? We used to call them rumpus rooms when we were girls. Did like se- the sort of 70s basement type of <clears throat> look? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You sent me a link to a video by uh, a group called... Real Estate. Real Estate, which was a great little song, and it had this very kind of Super 8 movie 
basement rumpus room aesthetic. Yeah. But it really made me think like, well, why are people nostalgic for something that they're too young to remember? Yeah, but my niece who goes to Waterloo and she's got this boyfriend, she said, oh, I was over at his place and we listened to Fleetwood Mac. Wow. Yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah. And these guys, they're like 21, 22 years old. Right. The other thing was I was at Babler Radio looking for some new equipment Mm -hmm. and they're practically selling out of turntables. Oh, really? Yes. Really? Turntables are back. They didn't have any, at least I didn't see any, cassettes. So I'm wondering, I'm going to go out and look for a new cassette deck because mine's dead because I still have all of my cassettes. And I wonder if there's any chance they could come back. I mean, I guess LPs scratch and stuff, but still, it's a, I think it's a slightly more durable medium than cassettes. Because cassettes stretch if you listen to them tons. Nah, not really. <laughs> you are old school. I am. I could, I could yeah. open it up. We could have some sound effects. But see, there's that drawer. There's a whole drawer there. <laughs> and there's also a whole wall of vinyl. Yeah. No, you have a, you have a good vinyl collection. And that's like a, people are totally in back into vinyl. I know that's happening. Yeah. But the other thing I wanted to say that I was very happy to see, even amongst the sort of hipster areas of uh, Manhattan, is you do not see, by and large, young women walking around with those annoying ballerina top knots on oh, top of their head. Oh, Oh, I hate that look. It's all over Toronto, and it's so... Like, when everybody's so doing ugly. it, it's so ugly and it's so boring. But it, it seems to be on its way out, at least if New York is uh, anything to judge by. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Well, you've escaped from New York. I have. I'm wondering if people are going to want to escape... To Ikea Town in London. Ooh la la. Yes. I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm just going to run it by you and see how you feel about it. All and right. you too, folks. Okay. Ikea has this thing called Land Prop, which mm-hmm. is sort of their land development arm of okay. corporation. What they've done is, is that they have recently announced something called the Strand East Project. And what they're going to do is they're going to build an Ikea town. Everything's going to be built out of Ikea so they're just, it's not that they're furnishing them, they're building, they're the building buildings them. They're and bu- the streets and everything? They're building them. Now, what was this thing? I can't see without my other glasses on. It's going to have 1,200 homes, uh-huh. 480,000 square feet of commercial office space. It's going to have like a creative hub. And most importantly, they're not going to allow any cars in Ikea town or Strand Easter. So they, they, they really want people to live in this? Like this is yep. like, wow. Yeah, yeah. it's meant to be a complete community. Like a subdivision kind of thing. Yeah, it's like an Ikea subdivision. But like, I wonder how long it'll last. Although my records are still in my <laughs> Ikea shells from the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, I mean, I'm of two minds about this. I have to say I had occasion recently to uh, buy a bunch of Ikea uh, furniture, which I hadn't done for a long time. And I have to say I was very impressed I went through this like whirlwind of assembling stuff I assembled so much that I actually had like a sore uh index finger from using the allen key so much and I I was impressed by the smartness of the design and by the fact that it was a lot better quality than what I remembered yeah but there's something about the idea of these big total universalist designs that gives me the heebie-jeebies, yeah. you know? I don't know whether it's like that I saw the Stepford Wise too many times when I was a little kid, but there's something about the idea of this grand vision that's kind of identikit that I find kind of creepy, like versus stuff that's more designed for local conditions. Because presumably, and this is kind of speculation on my part, but you'd think that 
if they're doing this, it's probably not a one-off. They're probably thinking that this might be something that they would do more broadly internationally, right? Um, allow me to interject. Please do, darling. What is this? Like the 30 developments that Landprop has already built okay. in Europe, Strand East will be built with a Swedish philosophy mentality. Okay. And they're saying that it's going to be... Um, very resistant to bad weather, just much like the weather is like in Sweden. That's what struck me about this thing. It's like, so they're building something that can withstand extreme weather, but it's in London. Like, London doesn't have extreme weather. Do you know what Pretty I mean? Cold. Like, why, yeah, yeah. why it's being built sort of along this universal model as opposed to something very sort of specific. And we have a lot of examples of high modernist ideas of where you can dream up this thing and just plop it all over the place that haven't worked out that well. I mean, think about Regent Park in Toronto, right, which was designed initially to be this great, like, highly progressive, you know, really great public housing area. But there were things about the way the space was designed that they didn't anticipate, right? But, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, when you're talking about Ikea town, it's also like everybody's buying into, like, okay, if you buy into living in Ikea town, and maybe it will be fabulous, but it's sort of like now there's, like, these huge corporations inflicting almost their sort of design stamp on large groups of people, kind of like, you know, like, I live, everything in my life is Apple. Yes, it's, it's like extending the brand times, times to, 10, yeah. right? Yeah. Although, I mean, people have all long lived in developments, right? I mean, I grew, I grew up in Don Mills, right? I grew up in the first plan community in Canada. So yeah. I grew up in a development kind of experience where the whole thing was imagined for the people who lived there. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Like, there's a sort of or lack of an organic quality. And I think the fact that it's a corporate-designed experience that essentially you buy the IKEA furniture and now live the IKEA life. life. But it'll be interesting to see if people subvert it as they move into it and how the space gets used and customized and things like that. Wouldn't it be terrible if you had to assemble your own home? <laughs> you just got the Allen key. <laughs> I'd be there in like the middle of winter. Where is it? I got this damn door left over that doesn't go with anything else. <laughs> Let us know what do you think. Come to the blog. For links to these stories and more, thesniffer.net. Bye. Bye.